David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have another great episode for you. I'm really excited for today's guest. We didn't get a good chance to mention on this earlier week's episode. We've actually recorded a couple of this week. This weekend, I had spent the weekend back in my hometown, Manhattan, Kansas, at a fun 10-year class reunion, so that was a great time. I'm not sure, though, if some of you might have noticed. I was a little exhausted, still recovering. It was a crazy weekend. So if anybody else there did notice the last week's episode, hopefully that gives you a little information on what was going on there. I have a little apology for last week's episode. Unfortunately, our guest had an air conditioner or some sort of fan going the entire episode, and we weren't able to catch it or notice it. They always say hindsight's 2020. Unfortunately, that mistake did happen. We apologize. Hopefully we can avoid that in the air in the future. Small announcement today. We had teased getting this bartender from Union Station LA on the show. Unfortunately, we kind of lost contact with him there. We were looking forward to getting him on the show, but I'm worried about him. If anybody knows John or John, if you hear this, definitely reach out to make sure that we know you're okay. We still want to get you on the show and listen to that experience of bartending at Union Station there. We have another great show today planned for you and a great guest. But of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Today's color of the day is amber. Amber is a pure chroma color located on the color wheel midway between the colors of yellow and orange. The color name is derived from the material also known as amber, which is commonly found in range of yellow, orange, brown, red colors. Today's color of the day, amber. One last thing before we start the show, our sponsor of today's episode, great to have them back as a sponsor, Sugar Galaxy, your go-to candy store right here in Manhattan, Kansas. Craving a sugar rush that's out of this world? Look no further than Sugar Galaxy, located on Main Street. From nostalgic classics to cosmic confections, Sugar Galaxy has a stellar selection of all treats for every single taste. Don't miss out on their mouth-watering opportunities. Visit Sugar Galaxy today and let your taste buds blast off into a world of sugary bliss. Located at 200 Manhattan Town Square. Thank you, Sugar Galaxy, for sponsoring today's episode. Our guest today, like I said, very excited. Got a lot of great guests this month, and this is no exception. Today's guest is a hilarious New York-based stand-up comedian who's worked great venues like the New York Comedy Club, Richmond Funny Bone, Dojo of Comedy in New Jersey, Dunalyn Theater, The Comedy Works, and The Comedy Cellar. You may know him as the host of Raw Report on SiriusXM, or recognize his voice from his appearances on The Bonfire, The Rap Podcast, Are You Garbage, and so much more. You can find his newest comedy special, Check Right, on YouTube. Please welcome our hilarious guest. That special I can't get over. It was so funny. I watched it just the other day with intern Jerry. It was a little frustrating. He couldn't stop laughing. He's never laughed at anything that I've said like that. So another mistake on Jerry's part, but it was great. He called me this week and he said, how do you want to prepare for this interview? I said, let's watch the special. It's great. What a great producer. That's what I call producing. Please welcome to our show, our guest today, Andy Fiore. Wow. Welcome to the show, Andy. Having and it's so great to have you. We want to talk a lot about that special later, but I'm so happy that it was on YouTube. Have you done any other specials? You know, it's so interesting that this loop is just a is just something we but can't get over. As the show, I'm going to have to throw that to someone else. <laughs> They're the worried special about John on YouTube. Yeah, 
Is that the first special that you put out on YouTube? It's so interesting. It's great that you can see these specials on YouTube. Now you go places. You, see, you don't even have to ask someone what they have. You can watch anybody's special. It's so great. Have you done specials outside of YouTube? It's my second audio album, but it's the first one I shot for video. Uh, that well, that's great. It was very professionally shot, too. What was your first? Thanks. Uh, the first one is uh, is just my album called Plan B, which is uh, you know available on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. Plan, but yeah, that B. was just that was kind of before the uh, the wave of YouTube specials kind of took hold. Right, so. it's certainly been a trend over the last. I believe I'm not I'm not keeping track anymore, but only a couple months ago it was something like 200 comedy specials that had already been shot this year. Yeah. It's you could definitely call it a wave. And what I liked about your comedy special, and we want to talk about it a little later, we got to get into this first segment first, but I had to mention, because one thing you don't see a lot in comedy specials is crowd work. And you you were not afraid at all to include some of that crowd work in your special. And it's funny, we had friend of the show, Jamie Cox, on the show recently, and he talked about how he hardly even writes material anymore. He's doing a lot of crowd work. He likes to call it wow. kind of playing jazz with the audience. What do you think about that crowd work on a special? Yeah, I... Uh was a little reluctant to do it at first actually dave but uh we shot two shows in one night so we did the first one and right. i didn't really do any at all uh because i had been just running my whole set on the road for the whole year certainly you want everything to be tight for that first show exactly so it was very tight and i was a little tight myself just physically i felt tight and uh probably just because of nerves and i i was you know you just have all those things that mentally are going and you have that checklist in your head. So the first one, uh, we got it. I felt good with it. And there's a lot of cuts from the first uh, show that we uh, that ended up on the special that you definitely see. and some strange transitions. I have a couple questions about in a little okay, bit here. Sure, but uh, the crowd where you see is definitely from the second show where I was just much looser. And uh, when I was sitting with my editor, we were going over it. We kind of went. I went back and forth. He went, dude. This is you. He goes, keep it in because this is a good representation of who you are. As right. As somebody touring the country, I'm sure a lot of the time you're not able to stay with that strict set that you planned on. You kind of have right. to enjoy the crowd that you've come to. You do tour the 100%. country. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been all over the road this year. Uh, I'm a little uh, downtime for the summer now, but I'll be back uh, on the road in September. And so, yeah, when you're out and, you know, it's, it's just a good representation of kind of who I am as a comic. So we, we went with the crowd work in the special. It definitely sounded like it, and it was real personable there. And I wanted to jump into this first segment. We got another call in from a good friend of the show here. All pisses right. me off. You pissed me off. I'm really pissed off. Things that pissed me off this week. That's right. We got another call in this week from friend of the show, Brody Toopy, who wanted to give us another list of things that was really pissing him off this week. So let's take a little listen to what Brody's got going on this week. Hi, David. Just wanted to call in and let you know a couple of things that are pissing me off this week. Recently, I did a show in a bar and they drew on my hand. That pisses me off. Are you kidding me? Sharpie? You want me to bleed in the sink? Goddamn kidding me. Groundhog. I got a groundhog next to my driveway who's uh -oh. pulling trash up under this rock. I'm talking about two full garbage bags this guy's got under there. And I got to scoop it out with a rake and be not worried that he's going to attack me. That pisses me off. Grilled chicken breast. It's disgusting. It pisses me off. I get bug splatter on my car this time of year. That pisses me off. Why am I even washing it? A waste of time, a waste of money. Uh, Toshiba TVs. Too big, too heavy. They <laughs> piss me off. 
Well, thanks again for that call in, Brody. I hope that you weren't hiding from the groundhog. It sounded like he was a little quiet there, but certainly a cantankerous fellow. What do you think? Do you, you agree with those? I had a similar instance with a Sharpie marker recently, and you just can't get it off. It is something. Yeah, Sharpie to mark any sort of entry into a venue is a real pain in the ass. It does not come off. And that is a guy who went to college and was a blackout drunk, especially in the facial area. Sharpies do not come off easy. So you tour comedy. What would you say is your favorite place? Have you ever visited Manhattan, Kansas? Of course, that's one of my favorite. That's where I actually started stand-up comedy, although I haven't done it so consistently. I started radio there, and broadcasting is really my passion. But where do you, and compared to, you know, I've done comedy now in Iowa City and a few other places in Iowa, and it's interesting, but I'm not sure if I have enough experience to really say which is my favorite. Where do you think your favorite place in the country is to visit? My my favorite, well, there's two different things. My favorite place to visit, my favorite place to do stand-up. Right. Which one do you want? Why don't we hear about a little bit about where you'd like to do stand-up? The best room, in my opinion, is Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin. That's so funny. You're not that you're the first person to say yeah. that on this show, but we've had guests on the show that have said they've heard that from other comics. That's because it's such a great room. It's well run. The staff is great. The amenities are great. The crowds are amazing. It's just got everything that you want as a performer. Certainly. And being located here in Iowa for the last last six months, last year, you notice a lot of these Iowa comedians love going up there to visit their open mic or try to get on a showcase up in Madison. So it's definitely yeah. a great venue to get started there. Where Absolutely. did you start comedy? I started comedy at the uh, Comedy Cabaret in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Another Philadelphia. I'm surprised how many people start <laughs> in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, I went to college at Villanova University and in uh, October of 2001, I thought the world needed my comedy, so I went to a uh, open mic there, and I watched a couple of the open mics before I ever started to perform. But uh, right, I, I had I had a girlfriend in college whose uncle John Kensel is still a Philadelphia comedian. John and, Kensel, uh, yeah, we went to see him. And I'm sorry, that sound means it's time for our first game. I'm not sure if anybody let you know, but we do play some games on this show. Our first game today is called "Don't Judge a Movie by Its Review." So I hope you're a fan of movies. We're going to be listing the year that this movie was made and then read a one-star review of the movie. And by that, you're going to tell us what movie they're reviewing. Andy, are you ready to play Don't Judge a Movie by its Review? I'm ready. You want to hear the end of the John Tensel story? We definitely want to get back to that John Tensel story here, especially if he's appeared in any of these movies or if he has any career kind of outside of there, that'd be really interesting to hear. But why don't we jump into round one here of Don't Judge Its Movie by Its Review. All right. Round one, this movie's made in 1990. The Review. Let's just think for a second. What if the main character looks less like Johnny Depp and more like James Gandolfini? Are you sure you would like it so much? What if instead of leather, he wears some blue jeans and a mundane white t-shirt? The character is the same, but now it looks like a normal worker. You think that you would like the movie the same? Of course not. This movie is 100% dependent on you loving this weirdo. Anything and everything else is ridiculous and quite dumb. All right, Andy. Well, we heard Johnny Depp in that movie, so that narrows it down a little bit. Not a happy review. What do you think that movie might be? Johnny Depp, 1990... Uh, man, that is, I'm going to say maybe, is it uh, Benny and June? I'm ah. sorry. That movie was Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. And, you know, I think if they took him out of the lever, leather and just gave him work clothes, it'd probably change the whole way you watch oh, the movie yeah. in the first place. I'm not sure if that's Throw a fair a review. On that guy. It's a different movie. 
Now, this movie had some strange reviews. I don't want to give it away, but let's jump into That's round right. two here. This I movie was made in 1994. 94. Although the humor being quite crude is fine, the transphobia is not. Jim Carrey is a fine actor, but this script had it bad. There are quite a few anti-LGBT words. I expected it to be much worse from being from the mid-90s, but I guess that people were still very close-minded. I'd recommend Dr. Doolittle if you want a little more pet-related stuff, or Bad Boys for an amazing action comedy. In general, I would not recommend. No hate to people who like this movie, but it is very rude and not in a funny or acceptable way. It just aged very badly. Another good movie is Six Underground. None of these recommendations are for children other than Dr. Doolittle. Also, The Lorax is a beautiful movie. All right, well, that movie was from 1994. I think he took a lot of liberties with that review. What do you think that yeah. movie might be? That's uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Wow, you're right on it with there. Are you a big fan of that Ooh. movie? Uh, you know, I, it doesn't actually hold up. I'm not a big Jim Carrey comedy guy. I like his dramatic stuff a little more than I like his comedy. That's interesting. You know, these reviews, it's, it's nice that you say that it doesn't hold up. You, you watch these reviews scale by year, and it just goes down and down for Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Why don't we look at round three? Do you like this sure. game? I love it. I love movies and trivia. My Perfect. Two favorite things. Well, I'm glad it matches you there. Why don't we look at round three? This movie is from 1994. All right, sir. After reading all the rave reviews for this movie, it turned out to be a real disappointment. Can anyone really believe that all the prisoners are honorable men while the guards and wardens are all crooks? Haven't we overdone the hypocritical Bible thumper? Let's find a more enlightened characterization. James Bond himself could not have followed the main character's escape plan. The ending soliloquy and denouncement were inferior plagiarisms from Cool Hand Luke. Enough. Unfortunately, fine performances were wasted in this fantasy story. Andy Fiore, what do you think that movie might be? Ah, this reviewer is brutal. Shawshank Redemption. No? Nope, that is my mistake. <laughs> that is correct. Shawshank I Redemption. I got that wrong. 1994, a classic movie. Hard to believe there's so many negative reviews of Shawshank reviewer. Redemption really out there. Reviewer. Why don't we finish this? I wanted to hear a little about your story there. Or, I mean, a little about your, your comedy special. But what are you saying? Jason Shinkley? Um, no, I, John Kensel was his name. John Kensel. Jason Shinkley uh, tried to kill Reagan, I think. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. No, it was uh, he was the uncle of a, my girlfriend in college, and she asked me if I wanted to go watch him do a show in Philadelphia. I said, yeah, uh, I love stand-up. I'd always been a big stand-up fan since I was a little kid. And uh, so we hung out with the comics afterwards, and that's when they told me. Oh, about, what a great opportunity. Yeah, that's when they told me about uh, their, they said, we do an open mic every Wednesday at the Comedy Cabaret uh, if you ever want to come down. Wow, so that's they were very supportive. That's yeah. great. Did they give you an opportunity to do any time on any of their shows that weekend? No, no, I would never have thought. I was not even toying with the idea of doing stand up yet. I just said well, they say it's not a bad idea to jump into the deep end. I wonder how that might have helped your helped your growth there. Maybe a little discouraging, I suppose. Yes, probably. It was discouraging for the first few years. I'll be honest, but uh, no, that, they facilitated me taking the step into going and doing the open mics and then right then i moved back to jersey after i graduated college so i i, I always kind of went to, to new york city because i lived about 45 minutes outside of manhattan so uh 
Uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of opportunity. I'm sure you had a lot of time to get up there. And I wanted to ask you about this special here. You say it's your second special, but it's your first video special. So I think you yeah. took a little opportunity to make something a little wacky. And it makes, it makes okay. your, your silly style of comedy in so many ways. But there was one point that I especially noticed. There were a couple sound effects I feel like I pulled out. But one point, <laughs> there was a star that came yes. in and transitioned a joke. And I was curious, <laughs> was there a mistake there? Did you nope. did you edit that? Was that just a fun? You know what, it, it reminded me of radio. Are you inspired at all by by radio? I think so. My my editor in, uh, uh, my editor is my best friend from, from kindergarten. We've known uh -oh. each other 40 plus years. And we both have really silly senses of humor. And we just thought it would be funny to throw a random star wipe into I, the... I agree there. You're one of the Jerry only was pretty that... confused, but it pulled a laugh out of me. <laughs> I'm glad. I think, yeah, that's the sentiment is people are uh, either going, whoa, whoa, did, did you guys screw something up? And we're just now, we just thought it'd be funny. Just a it quick just one. A... And it's nice to just put one in there and let yeah, people we just wonder. Yeah, a random one in. For people who don't surprised. know you, even you say you have a silly sense of humor, and that's how I would describe a lot of those jokes. It was all in the realm of silly. Even you touch some co serious subjects like COVID, yeah. but you keep everything loose. So for people who don't know you, how would you describe your style of comedy? Yeah, it's it's observational and personal is is I don't really I don't do. You really talk a lot about food. You're going to the doctor. Yeah, yeah exactly. that is that's certainly personal. I would yeah, I have to say, though, you almost strike me as a as a small person in a large body. I didn't until you started pointing it out. It's tough to see you move gracefully. Or you're, I know oh, we have a lot man. of larger people on this show, and I wouldn't consider you one of them. I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess that's maybe just my insecurities coming out then. But it's nice to hear. Um, yeah, I just kind of talk about what I am, am going on, going through in my life. And uh, so it's constantly changing. And I just kind of find the funny and right from there. If something strikes me as funny, I'll try and write a joke around it. So Right. And that leads us right to my a question that I love to ask everybody there. And I have to add, you know, hockey punching vaginas. It's outrageous. So, you know, <laughs> how do you, you go around the country? How do you how do you come up with your material? Uh, that's just from doing things over and over again. Um, I actually, you know, a lot of it stems from things that have actually happened. And then, you know, you just write around that. So that joke in particular was, I have a bunch of tattoos and one tattooer literally said to me when they were bandaging the uh, tattoo was don't have sex for 24 hours. So this does, I don't want it to get any sort of infection. And so I kind of took that idea and wrote around it, you know, <laughs> certainly so, I can't imagine. I bet she was jealous. She said, hey, he stole my joke. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think she was kidding, though. When but, did you uh, film no, that I special? Mean, was it so close to COVID or what was the timeline? There it was a little confusing to, to follow. It's tough. You know, so many things changed year by year around that time. You're wondering where right. is this perspective coming from? I tried to. Yeah. It, so it it came out in October of 2022. So, you know, I tried to. After initially touching upon COVID in the beginning, I didn't really want to bash people's heads in over it. Right. Um, and so, that's what's interesting. You know, so many of those specials that came in out in 2022, it almost covers similar ground. It's, it's You must be nervous to say, oh, no, is somebody else going to be making a similar joke this month? Yeah, but I mean, you you know, you again, you write what you're going through at the time. So we had so much downtime. It's like. What else is crossing my brain right now? It's so hard not to think about COVID. Right. It's but funny again, you say downtime. The last comedian we had here said, you know, anybody who has the most downtime is going to end up being the funniest comedian. <laughs> I guess so. It's different for everybody. I mean, we were all just aching to work again because you have to keep up the reps. And I just, 
you know, I made it a point not to really go crazy with the COVID. It's maybe five minutes in the beginning right. just to touch upon it. But then it's also, you know, it's also my dad passed away during that time, too. So it's like I have serious. It's not it's not it's a serious topic, but I don't I you know, I'm able to find humor in it. And that's, you know, my way of dealing with it. And also it's a tribute to him as well. So, right. You know, 100%. It's like, um, like you said, I try and keep everything silly because that's my personality. But I also just I'm just trying to find the joke in every situation, whether it be death or food or dating or, you know, going to work every day. I'm just trying to find whatever's funny about that. And that's for, for certainly righteous. You know, you want to you want to focus on funny first. So that's been the big theme of so many guests that we've had on the show is, you know, you might have a message, but you want to say funny first. Right, right. Yeah, what do you, what no do you work messages. on? Do you do you do any podcasts? Do you do anything on TikTok? What do you kind of what do you what are your projects outside of stand up? Yeah, so I am a uh, I I'm a program director at SiriusXM as well. So I, wow. I run a couple of the comedy channels there, and uh, I host my show there every Thursday on Raw Dog at 4 p.m. Uh, and then I don't, you know, I just post my stand up clips on TikTok. I'm not an active TikTok creator. You know, I'm not standing in front. Where would you find? Where would you find you on TikTok? If we just searched Andy Fiore TikTok, Andy are you Fiore gonna... comedy? Yep, that's pretty much. If you type me in Andy Fiore comedy or Andy Fiore, you'll get my Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. And the name yeah, of that special so just... was Check Right. A great yeah. watch. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'm very proud of it. And yeah, that was a really yeah. It was a very personal one to me because it was like you said, my experiences over COVID and the death of my dad, and then dating and stuff like that, like a recent breakup. So yeah, it's just like a snapshot of what was going on in my life in around 2020 to 2022, really. Right, and I think I think the intern Jerry and I are going to be making these jokes about two pizzas and one beer all week now. It, it's the funniest material that I've heard in a Thanks. long time there. That sound, of course, means it's time for our second game. Our all second right. game today is American Statistics, a fan Woo. favorite. People love this game, and it's also a game we used to love to play on the radio. People would call in and try to answer these. Of course, with one person here, we like to make it multiple choice, so it's a lot more fair. We don't need four callers. We just give you the options. So we're going to go through some American Statistics, and you're going to have to guess which is it, A, B, C, or D. All right, I'm ready. Round one. Let's do it. 40% of concert goers say this is something you should never do at a concert. Is it A, buy fake merch? Is it B, start a mosh pit? Is it C, do not bring a sign? Or is it D, stand the entire time? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to say 40% of concert... 40% of concert goers say this is something you should never do at a concert. Never do. I'm going to go with bring a sign. That's correct. 40% of concert goers say that you should never bring a sign to a concert. Don't do it. Don't bring a sign. They're not reading it. That's great. You're doing so well on these games. It's really great to see. You might be doing the best of any contestant we've ever had playing some of these games. All right. Why don't we look at round two here of American statistics? 17% of people at a 4th of July barbecue will do this. 17% 17% of people at a 4th of July barbecue. Is it A, bring it your own chair? Slur. Oh, sorry. What was the first one? Uh-oh. Bring your own chair is A. We might see that coming chair, up here. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It could B, bring your own dinner. Is it okay. C, bring your own grill? Or is it D, throw up? Ooh. 17% of people at a 4th of July barbecue will do this. Bring a chair, bring a grill, bring a dinner, or throw up. What do you think that might be? I got to go with 
throw up sounds so tempting. That's 17% seems like the right amount of vomit. And you'd have to wonder what that statistic might be, at least for a few years. It hasn't been me on that list, but unfortunately, 17% of people at a 4th of July barbecue will bring their own chair. Ah, that was my second answer. You'd think that might be a smarter a smarter thing. You might get more people bringing their own chair. Not a bad idea. You never know how seatings is going to be at I one of those barbecue it. parties. I support it. Why don't we look at round three here? Andy, what do you think? Look. Out of the last two games we've played, which one has been your favorite? Oh, I, I'm a sucker for movie trivia. I like I like the statistics, but I'm I'm a movie guy. I like the movies. And it goes back and forth. It's tough to know. A lot of people love those movie games here. Why don't we look at round three here of American statistics? 19% of 90s kids did this at a childhood birthday party. <laughs> Is it A, they couldn't blow out the candles? Is it B, suck helium from a balloon? C, play hungry, hungry hippos? Or is it D, broke a bone? 19% of 90s kids did this at a childhood birthday party. Well, here's the thing. I think, I don't think it's uh, blowing out the candles. I think that's timeless. Uh, but of I course, those hungry... trick candles get better every year, too. It can't just be a 90s thing. Absolutely. I think Hungry Hungry Hippos a little predates the 90s, so I don't think it's that one. What was the middle one? Suck helium from a balloon Suck or helium broke a is bone. tempting, but I'm going to go with break a bone. 19% broke a bone. Because... That's too bad. And we love to hear how you kind of get that process of where you get your answer from. It was suck helium from a balloon. Ah. All right. I was down to 50%. Suck helium from a balloon. That was American statistics, and you did do a great job on that game. I guess 19% is kind of high for bone breaking. Certainly. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. And that's how it means it's time for David Collins call-ins and emails. Like I said, I missed a couple of these emails this last weekend, unfortunately, so maybe we'll get back to them on next week's show. Um, but we did have one come in from friend of the show, Dan McCullough, who's appeared on the show. He even sent us a song parody earlier this week, which was a lot of fun to listen to. It was about that Titan submersible. You can just imagine the fodder there. But Dan McCullough gave ahead and wrote us an email today. Hey, David, Dan McCullough here. I've called in a few times, and I appreciate you putting those on the air. I figured this time I would try to send a little something through a different type of media. First of all, I wanted to say I got all the questions correct for Are You Bored Yet? game you played with Dana Moss Peterson. That's great, Dan. Congratulations on that. And anybody else who does well on these games, make sure you send me your email, dc 30 hour at gmail.com, so we can congratulate you on the show. Dan continues, second, I wanted to give you a joke for the show as well. Oh boy. I lost 25% of my roof in the storm yesterday. Oof. It's a bit of a dad joke. I like it. I like it. That's great. I'm so glad that you like that joke. Um, it might be going over my head there. It's a bit of a dad joke. Do you or your guest have any favorite dad jokes? Thanks, David. Hope you have a great show. Dan McCullough. Thanks so much for that email, Dan. Let's repeat that joke and see if we get it a second time. I lost 25% of my roof in the storm yesterday. Oof. Great joke. Very clever. Great joke. And he is a great writer, too. A great stand-up comedian. Do you have any dad jokes? Any favorite dad jokes? <laughs> My dad, my dad, literally, this is my favorite. I will tend to do this sometimes. I'm hoping ironically, but I think I'm now getting to the point where I'm not doing it ironic. Somebody will say, my dad used to do this to us all the time where we'd go, uh, you just say something out loud. He'd go, he'd go, he'd go, I'm thirsty. He'd go, I'm Joe. And we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd lose our minds. 
it's it's great how much that can kill when you're younger. I gotta tell oh, you, I think my favorite my favorite joke has got to be if someone in the room toots and someone else says, "What'd that asshole say?" Ah, that's a good one. That too. might be my I, favorite I, this dad is not a joke. joke, but it's a bit I'll do with with little kids. I'll go, "How old are you? Uh, what do you?" I haven't seen them in a, in like a year or something, and they're they're obviously like six or seven. I go, "What do you?" And they'll go seven. I go seventeen. And they go, no, seven. I'll go, 77? They go, seven. They lose their minds. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a fun one. Outrageous. And that sound means it's time for my favorite segment, World News with David Collins. And, of course, since we recorded an episode already this week, not a lot of breaking news, but some things that I did want to cover. Now, Andy, I like to ask this to anybody we have on the show. What, oh, right if you're thinking of World News this week, what's on the top of your mind? Oh, boy. I guess it's... uh. The heat wave coming through New York City. Very hot this week. Uh-oh. That might explain our little fan error the other day there. It was a New York-based comedian. You can't blame him for trying to stay out of the heat. Yeah. Do you think that's caused it all by the wildfires? Have they subsided? They've subsided. They uh, We had that one crazy day with the Canadian smog where it was like orange in New York City. Right. Beautiful but, pictures, uh, though. Once I heard it was Canadian, I felt better. I wasn't too scared. Certainly. At uh, least you know it's healthier smoke that's coming yeah, across the border. Nicer. Adorable. Facebook has a new competitor to Twitter called Threads. Now, I'm not too familiar with either of them. I am a little nervous for Zuckerberg, though. There's that old cartoon where the Tweety Bird is pulling a thread and removes the entire costume. In fact, he should know better. I think he's got that game on Meta. <laughs> yeah, Threads uh, Threads is the same thing as Twitter. I just it, it was made because everybody was saying Twitter's just the worst, and we hate Elon. It's like, it's like we've all decided Twitter was the worst thing in the world. So let's make another one. Right. Nobody <laughs> seems to be getting to kind of the root issue there. At least Twitter has a has a has a good looking logo. I haven't seen the threads logo there, but yeah. I can't imagine that a thread is going to compete with a bluebird. There's no threat to threads. Right. Somebody's got to talk to Zuckerberg about marketing. I've heard Meta isn't doing that well. A okay. new study was published this week that says 55 percent of U.S. beaches have dangerous amount of fecal contamination. Fifty five percent of beaches. CDC Director Rochelle Lewinsky was quoted saying, Thanks a lot, Snooky. <laughs> oh, Do you go to the Jersey beach at all, Andy? Uh, yeah, I, I go to the Jersey Shore every summer. It's where I grew up on. Uh, going... Oh, go figure. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm a Jersey kid, and we went there every summer for a week or two weeks as a family vacation. I still do it as an adult. I love it. That's kind fascinating. We never scary. really went no, to any uh, beach vacations when I was growing up, although we did often go to the Southwest. I wouldn't call it a beach, but it is sandy. That's true. Hurricane Sandy. Did you hear about this? Elizabeth Holmes may be released two years earlier than originally sentenced. Now, she was the... Uh... Disgraced Theranos was. CEO, Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. That's right. Elizabeth Holmes. She's apparently behaved so well in her first six weeks. They don't know how to write articles these days. I'm not even sure. So no, they don't. They, she's six weeks into an 11-year sentence, and they decide she's already displaying good behavior. We're going to knock two years off of that. Isn't that interesting? Right. I, well, this is, this is classic little kid behavior. That This is what everybody has learned from their, to get out of trouble when they were a little kid. When you got in trouble... The very first thing you did was shape up really quickly. Right. Because you know as a little kid, if you do good right now, your parents are going to cut some time off your own sentence. Go to your room, and then you go, I promise I'll be good. And so for like the first couple of days, you're super polite. You're very, you do all your chores. But then you let things ease back into normalcy, and you become a rotten asshole again. Six so weeks I in, you got to wonder what she could have done that counts as good behavior like that, too. 
I don't know. Little known fact, Elizabeth Holmes is uh, was uh, uh, the niece of John Holmes, porn star. Is that right? That's nah, very interesting. I'd say she could do half that 11 years as long as she promises to use that fake voice the entire sentence. Exactly. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. So, yeah, you know she's manipulative. You know she's faking it. Right. You have to wonder what she sounds like there. You wonder if she gets deeper in order to kind of become more of a pod leader while she's in there. I don't know. Kind of sexy. I don't know. And that sound means it's time for our third game. This has been so much fun, Andy. I'm sorry to come to an end, but we do have one game left. This game's called Fiori's Fish, Sushi or Sashimi. So a food game there. We're going to go over a few food items. And based on the one name that we give you, you have to determine, is that in the name of a sushi or is that in the name of a sashimi? Um, These are things they might order at a Japanese restaurant. Andy Fiore, are you ready to play Fiore's Fish, Sushi, or Sashimi? I'm ready. This might be the end of my good graces with You had a great streak there. Luckily, this is 50-50, so you got a good shot. Why don't we look at round one? Caterpillar. Sushimi. Take me a little through your thought process there. How do you get to Sashimi? I just... Well, first of all, I don't really... I don't even know what the difference is. Oh, Well, here's a here's a fun fact for everybody. It's always fun to include a fun fact. Sushi, of course, includes the rice. It includes the roll, and okay. it is often cooked. Now, uh-huh. sashimi is never cooked. Well, that might change my answer then. Caterpillar. Well, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my gut, but um, unfortunately, yeah. that is sushi. The caterpillar roll that? is just like the unagi roll, but with oh. a tasty avocado topping. It looks like a caterpillar and is really fun to make with kids. Yeah, yeah. Unaki. Why don't we jump into round play. two here? Sushi right. or sashimi? Katsuo. Katsuo. That one sounds like sashimi again to me. All That's right. correct. Katsuo. It is tuna, lightly seared on the outside and raw in the inside. Served thinly sliced with ponzu citrus and garlic or ginger. Obviously. Well, that sounds good. Are you a, are you a fan of sushi? No, I, don't, I think my answers can tell you I'm not. I don't really uh, dine on sushi. Well, if you, only like, if you only like the cooked stuff, I can certainly give you a break there. But I understand there. If maybe you're just not a fish guy. Do you have a good not fish a over fish. in that area of the country? I, I don't know. I think we do down the shore. But uh, again, seafood is probably my least favorite food. I'll I be see. Honest. Why don't we jump into round three here? All right. Well, I'm sorry. I thought, you know, we were hoping that a food-based game might be right up your alley, but maybe we just chose the wrong food. Normally There's another game right, that we DC. love to play. Name the, name the band or salivating gland. And the answers uh, are either a name of a band or the name of a food item. I think that that might have been more up your alley. Perfect for the big cat here. Ah, darn it. Why don't we jump into it's round fine. three here? White dragon. White dragon. That's a sushi roll, I believe. That's correct. White dragon roll consists of a center of shrimp tempura, cucumber, avocado, and is topped with albacore and fried onions. That's tasty. I'd take that. I'd eat that. That's right. White dragon roll. That was Fiori's fish, sushi, and sashimi. Andy Fiori, thanks so much for appearing on the show today. You've done so well on these games, and it was so fascinating talking to you about that special. It really was so funny. I want everybody to check that out. Do you have anything else that you want to plug on the show? Anything else you want to say to our listeners? Uh, Yeah, just catch me on the road. Go to andyfiori.com, A-N-D-Y-F-I-O-R-I.com, where I have all my ticket links and tour dates. I'll be back on the road in September. I have uh, Arkansas, Vegas, 
uh, New Jersey, Connecticut. I'm out on the road with Tom Papa a lot, so check his wow. dates. And there's a good chance. A lot of fans it. of Tom Papa in this area of the country. That would be great awesome. to see. Very cool. Yeah, and then please just watch the special, and uh, if you like it, uh, give me a subscription to the YouTube page and and come see me on the road and say hi. That's perfect. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.